0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis. And my co-host is my amazing service dog, Lovey. And we're excited to be with you today to talk about our favorite subject, working dogs and working animals. And today, we are welcoming Carol Ann Doyle and her beautiful Paws with a Cause service dog, Winnie. And Winnie is Carol Ann's third service dog. And Carol Ann is going to talk with us today about her experience as a service dog handler. So come right back after these quick messages as we welcome Carol Ann Doyle and Winnie to the show. Molly, here's your dinner. (laughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. Let's Talk
1: Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
0: Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. We're so excited to have Carol Ann Doyle and Winnie with us today. Hello, Carol Ann and Winnie, and welcome.
1: Oh, thank you. We're happy to be here
0: yeah we're so glad that you two could be here and carolyn first of all tell us about winnie what kind of dog she is and what she does for you okay
1: she's a chocolate lab i think she's an english lab she's a little bit shorter than my other dogs that i had she does all sorts of things that allow me to make it through each day and be a lot more independent it's to start off the day she has a rope toy. And it's really not a toy for her, it's a tool. And she brings it to me, I'm in bed and I can put my legs over the edge of the bed, but I can't pull myself to a sitting position anymore. And so she gives me one end of the rope toy and she takes the other end and she backs up and she'll pull me to a sitting position and she knows when to stop so I don't keep (laughs) coming. And then I'm able to um, get up and stand and I'll use my crutches and pivot into my electric wheelchair. So that's how I she gets me up in the that, morning.
0: Carolyn. That's awesome. What a great way to wake up every day.
1: It sure is. <laughs> and before that, I usually get a good licking in my hands <laughs> in case I don't wake up.
0: Yeah, she's telling you good morning and get up. Yep, <laughs> time
1: for breakfast.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that. Well, I love that you say she's an English lab. Actually, that's what Lovey is too. So Lovey's a little shorter. I know what you mean by that. Yeah, but I love the chocolate labs. They oh, are this is so my first gorgeous.
1: chocolate. My first one. My other two are black labs.
0: Mm, I've never had a chocolate. Um. So yeah, that is so cool. Well, you mentioned your other two dogs. How did you decide to get your first service dog, Carol Ann?
1: Well, I was living on my own, but things are getting a little bit harder for me to do. I was working, I was a teacher and at a vocational school, and things just started getting harder throughout the day, getting up and doing everything. And I saw an an article in the newspaper about uh, service dogs, and it was a in the next town over, the lady was a regional trainer. And that's what I like about Pause. is you don't have to go there. They have regional trainers covering different states, and they'll come to you. And so I read the article and thought, this is a message for me. And so I got in touch with Linda Hume, and uh, she came down and evaluated me and thought we that I would be a good candidate for a service dog, and that's how it started. And it was 1992.
0: Oh wow! So you've you've had a dog a long time, Carolyn. I have
1: been very fortunate.
0: Yeah, yeah. What a blessing.
1: Paws has a uh, it's a successor program, and they have an endowment program that allows oh people can make contributions, and uh, so when you lose one of your dogs, uh, they don't replace them. They they give you a successor dog. And uh, it's so important that that happens because, you know, the dog is so much an integral part of your life and makes your life so much better. So it's important. And uh, I liked that idea also.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things that I wanted to ask you about today is, you know, what is it like to transition to another dog? And how has that been for you? Yeah, I thought it would be difficult.
1: And I know initially they thought maybe I should get a different, you know, sometimes they they train golden retrievers also but I really loved my first well I love all of them but my first dog Calla, I just liked having the black lab and, and a female and so that's what I requested if I could still have a black lab and they did and they I think that they the fear that you might make comparisons with them uh with your other dog or, you know with the new dog but it didn't I didn't have to do that i they were so unique and so different from each other that it just worked out always each one is, very special and very different.
0: Yeah, you I could not agree with you more. They are so different. Their personalities, their interests, their motivations, everything is is usually so different. Well, take us back to when you got your first dog. So what was that process like for you? How was it with your work and your life? How did you acclimate yourself to to having a dog with you 24 seven? Yeah,
1: it was challenging. It had had its ups and downs, but everybody was excited for me knowing that I was going to get it. And the first dog, you don't have to pay yourself, but you are involved in fundraising. So we did several, and the local trainer was very good working with me, helping me to organize different events. And we had some things at the school where I was teaching to raise money. And then we had local events, we had bake sales and uh, whatever. And actually different organizations locally made contributions and so then when when Kala first came it was exciting but it was also like I said challenging because I had to be the responsible for this dog getting food getting eating and, and going out to the bathroom and and then learning you know uh, make, not learning but making the transition from the trainer in Michigan to me in Newport mass that uh, the dog would do the work do the jobs for me also so it takes a while it's a slow process. And you don't start out with them doing jobs right away. You have to um, wait for the trainer to come. And, you know, you're just really bonding with the dog initially. Uh, Like the first week, she stayed hooked to my wheelchair most of the time so that she would know that I was the alpha.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You were her person. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. And it worked.
1: It worked. They know what they're doing. And uh, the organization was absolutely wonderful in providing all the support that I needed.
0: Yeah, and it is work. I really appreciate you saying that because so many people who haven't had the experience, oftentimes think that, you know, it's like a robot that you get, <laughs> and it automatically knows everything. And that is not the case. No, definitely not. Yeah, it's a lot of work and commitment. Um, both of their both the dog's part and your part as the handler. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so true. It's hard work and consistency. Yeah.
1: I know my students were excited, you know, waiting to get bring her to school and everything. And I couldn't bring her the first week, but it worked out that I was on school vacation. So I was able to, when I went back to work, I was able to bring her with me. And, uh, you know, we just took it slow and easy and it really did work out well. My students loved her. The hardest part was telling them that they really shouldn't pet her, but um, because they're you're not supposed to let people pet them out while they're working anyway, because they can become distracted. And if you need them, then they're not there for you.
0: Yes, that's so true. That's so true, and I bet they were excited when you came with this gorgeous black lab. Yeah, they um, were. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned that really cool thing that your dogs do for you, of uh, that Winnie helps you get out of bed. What other things, Carolyn, do you use your dog to help you with? I
1: have leashes on all my doors that go into and note, and so she can back up and, and open the door when anybody comes or when I give them the word to, to open the door. And she can pick things up off the floor, which and now after so long, all I have to do is say, "Oh darn," or whatever (laughs) I'm going to say, maybe a little stronger than that. But um, (laughs) it's like they know, and they come, and um, she'll come and pick it up, whatever it is. I don't even have to ask anymore; they just do it automatically. Yeah. Uh, She also uh, (laughs) can open the refrigerator door, which is a big help, so that I can, you know, reach things to my lunch or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: she is trained to bring the telephone, my portable phone, so that if I fell or if something happened and I couldn't access it myself, she would bring the phone to me.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And just the
1: security, too. I just feel like uh, I'm not alone. You know, yeah. I, I feel safe and secure. And I don't know if you just heard her bark, but somebody <laughs> <Yeah>. walked by. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was going to say, she's telling you. Yep. She's telling you that somebody out there. Yep. Somebody yeah. walked by. Mhm. And so you do live alone, you and Wendy. Yeah, it's wonderful that you can have that and have yes. that independence, Carol Ann. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to ask you when you retired your first dog, did because you do live alone, did you keep that dog or did you um make some other arrangements with paws with a cause?
1: I kept her until she passed away. And when I retired, I was still kind of active doing things outside. We started volunteering at the local hospital and uh, we would go in. it was a, I forget the name of, it was a rehab unit. And so uh, I talked to the trainer and they said, yeah, if I, because Cal had been with me so long that I could let them pet her. And I, we would go and visit the patients and they were not severely sick. They were like recovering from surgery or maybe a stroke or something, but it was like a small rehab part of it. I forget the name, something, I forget the exact name of the ward. But anyway, it was in the local hospital. And uh, when I would go in, they would be so excited. They, they would start to talk and say, oh, they start to tell me about their dog. And it was really such a positive experience for them and for me and for Cal also. And uh, one time I went in and the, it was an older lady and she said, you know, this is better than any medicine I've had.
0: Oh, I'm sure that was so wonderful to hear. And she meant every word of that. Yeah, 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 Uh, yeah. Like you said, I think it was medicine for all of you. That's just such a win-win all the way around. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love to see retired working dogs that still get to have some kind of activity. I mean, like all of us, we want to be valued and needed. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. One of my my dogs, my first dog, Cal, I was still teaching with her and I retired with her, but I had special needs students in a vocational high school. And, uh, it was really amazing because she was so sensitive to people's needs. And I remember twice, two different students, they were having one young student was crying and I didn't, not out loud, but I didn't realize it. And Cal went over and laid down right beside them and drew my attention to them. And so I was able to, uh, go over and address the student, you know, she brought my attention to them anyway, she was so sensitive to it. And another student just had was so angry and had such difficulties in his life going on. And he would he was refusing to do any work. And uh, Cal went over and again, she sat down beside him and he just his, slowly his hand went down and started petting her head. And uh, so then he looked at me and he got up and he started doing his stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. It's just incredible that that awareness that they have and that sensitivity is just to witness.
1: And it's amazing that people, patients are in the hospital or kids in my classroom would do things for Cal that, that they wouldn't necessarily do for me.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It just enhanced your ability as a teacher. You had an amazing teacher's assistant. Yeah, Wow, I love that. Well, Carol we are going to take just a quick break and hear some important messages from our sponsors. And then we're going to come back and keep talking because I have some more questions to ask you about your experience as a service dog handler that I know our listeners are going to want to hear. So come right back. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. We're visiting today with Carol Ann Doyle and her paws with the cause service dog Winnie. And before the break, Carol Ann, you were telling us about what an incredible teacher's assistant Cal was for you and how it. it it was just amazing of how Cal was able to connect with your students on a level that that you may not have even been aware of at the time. So I want to ask you, what what is the biggest lesson that you've learned, that you have learned from your service dogs?
1: Oh, I guess I've learned a lot. <laughs> I guess I've learned what love really is about. It's a give and take thing and reciprocal. And, uh they love you no matter what, you know, and I just love them to pieces. And, um, you know, but there's a responsibility that goes with it also, you know, you have to be on top of things and make sure that the dog is taken care of. And because I've had several hospital stays and made sure that I had a system set up, my sister would one of my sisters would come down and stay w- with the different dogs when I would go in the hospital. And so I don't know, I think it's a learning process that you just keep learning throughout your experience with them.
0: Yeah, oh, I love that. Carolyn, you just nailed it. I mean, by you saying it's what love really is about? That just immediately brought tears to my eyes because I I could not agree with you more. I mean, I'm like you, I've had a service dog for about as long as you have. Really? I have, and I'm still blown away by it every day, by their willingness to be so loving themselves and nonjudgmental and serving us in just so many ways. It's just-
1: I was always amazed at what they- my different dogs would bring out in other people. You know, I'll just tell you a quick thing back at uh, when I was teaching. When I first got her, the local one of the local papers put in, Whittier has a new teacher aide," and they had Winnie uh, Cal's picture on the on the article and talked about service dogs and what they do and why she was there with me and so forth. And the other thing that I thought of this afterwards, at that time, this is in the '90s. In school, they didn't want kids wearing their hats in school. But kids would try to get away with it. They'd be walking down the hall and have their hat on. But Cal didn't like hats on people. I don't know if it, she didn't like because you couldn't see their face or whatever. But one time she did, she would maybe start to bark or do something, like, not even loud or anything. But, but we always had the experience walking down the hall. If kids were coming towards us, not even my students, they would quickly take their hats off.
0: <laughs> put it on after they passed her. <laughs> they knew that she did not approve of those hats. Yeah. They would
1: do it for her, but not for you know the Right, for the authority. The right,
0: for the authority. <laughs> That's so cute. She didn't know that. She was the hall monitor. Yep. yeah She was a
1: good influence.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. That is so sweet.
1: We traveled a lot too, the first dog that I had. We went to California and the state of Washington and Tennessee. And when I went on the plane, the stewardess, they'd always come over and want to know what they could do for Cal. Does she need water? Does she need a pillow? They said, no, but I could use a pillow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they weren't worried about you. They were just worried about Cal. Yep. (laughs) That's so true. That's okay. That's all right. Yes, yes.
1: And have all the attention she wants.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. And did you guys mostly fly when you traveled together?
1: Yeah, although we did did take trips up to because um, I'm in Massachusetts, we went up to New Hampshire and Vermont, and my family would drive me up. I have a special van for the mm-hmm. wheelchair, and
0: yep. she had
1: a special seat in there. And of uh, course, so yeah, we would travel <laughs> different places. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. but you don't travel much with Winnie.
1: I don't, not as much yeah. anymore. I'm getting older.
0: Yeah, me too, Carol Ann. Yeah, me too. I'm traveling less than I used to, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. Aging with a disability is a whole different.
1: It certainly is. Mm. Yeah,
0: I don't know how long you've had your disability, but for me, I'm almost to hit 50 years, Carol Ann, coming up on it. I was born, mine
1: is a birth defect, so I've had it all my life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, I was six, so I feel like I've had mine almost all my life. Yeah. Yeah. So I can, I can relate to what you're saying. Yeah. Aging is a different story, which is even more important that we have a great assistance dog to help us. Absolutely. As I know my abilities are slowly declining and I don't always want to, uh, you know, recognize that every day, but it's reality. Yeah. Yeah. It just is. Well, I want to ask you, what advice would you have for someone who is actually thinking about getting a service dog?
1: Well, I have actually recommended to some of my friends that are someone that has a disability that I know of to get one, to pursue it, you know, and see if it it's something that would work in your life, if it would, if it would give you help, and if you can be sure that you um, are able to manage it. They do a very thorough interview with you to make sure that the dog is going to be taken care of properly and that you can do it, you know, and that it's going to work for you, it's going to make your life better and easier. So my advice is to check it out, do it, go for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. I tell people, it's like making any other major purchase in your life, you need to do your homework, you need to do some research, and make sure that it's it is something because it is a whole life changer, everything in your life really changes.
1: It does. Yeah, definitely for the better. But it does come with a lot of responsibility, too.
0: Yes, yes. Like you were saying about if you have to have surgery, having a family member or friend, or you have to have plans for your dog. Yeah. Yeah. When
1: it's storming out, we uh, well you get the snow out there too you know we have to make plans that the dog still has to get out and go to the bathroom and right so you know you have to have that set in place too and i'm very fortunate where i live i live in um elderly housing with um handicap units
0: oh nice
1: they're a very supportive group here the neighbors are and the maintenance staff and if I'm stranded, I mean, I don't really get stranded. They'll come and say, does Winnie need to go out or Aww. Cal or Breeze or, you know, the different ones?
0: Yeah. they
1: will help me. So that's good. Make sure I'm shoveled out. And actually, they shovel a great big path area for her to go outside my
0: apartment. Nice. Her yeah. Area. All those things you have to think about. Absolutely. Yeah, that,
1: you do have to think of those things. Those are all important things to take care of. Yes,
0: yes. Do you use little booties on Winnie in the snow?
1: No, I, I don't, because I wouldn't be able to put them on.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't. I. Someone gave me some waxy type stuff to put on, but I can't do that either. Yeah. She doesn't stay out. You know, they really do shovel right, almost down to the ground, and uh, so unfortunately, in the winter, I don't walk her as much as I do. Yeah. In, yeah. In the weather, but we do still get out. We'll go out and my health aides will take us shopping. So she's getting some exercise and-
0: Nice. Well, I'm sure she's enjoying being in that time of year too. It doesn't really want to be out that much. I know Lovey doesn't. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. They, Mine, Winnie does love the snow. It's
0: uh-huh, <laughs> like yes. a snow
1: angel. She goes, yeah. and she, <laughs> uh, she runs back and forth and jumps through it. And she looks <laughs> like a deer bounding through it.
0: <laughs> yeah, they do love the snow. And how old is Winnie now?
1: Winnie's going to be six in November.
0: Oh, so she is just in her prime. She
1: is. She had four. She had a litter, four puppies and two males and two females. And I was just talking with Paws recently and I said, what happened with them? Uh, Did they become service dogs? And two of them did become service dogs. One's in Michigan. And I forget where they said the other one was. And then another one became a canine police dog. And another one became a detection. No, I don't know if it's for drugs or finding- huh or explosives or, or, yeah. Or you know, even like down with the incident down in Florida going on, I saw some service labs looking for people. In yes,
0: a- yes, so did I. Yes, the search and rescue dogs, yes. So I told
1: Winnie, I said, yes. all your children are doing great. <laughs> yes, all, she's, working she's and doing- so
0: proud, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful.
1: We have some very serious conversations
0: sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure you too do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I know that's, you know, they do, they are trained to do so many incredible things for us. But it sounds like you are like me that that companionship is just to me, that's the best of having, having that dog with you, no matter what, and having them look at you like you're the best thing since sliced bread. And they look at you like that every day. Absolutely. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't think
1: I'd still be here if I didn't have these wonderful gifts in my life. I I just don't think I would have made it through. Yeah. I am. I hear
0: you. I hear you. Yeah, you're here. You and Winnie are really here. Yeah. 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 That is so wonderful. Well, and so we've talked a little bit about Pause with the Cause, and I just have the utmost love and respect and adoration for Pause with the Cause. They are such a wonderful organization, as you said, out of Michigan. Is there anything you want to share with our listeners about Pause with the Cause and how they can get in touch with them or any thoughts you have on that?
1: Well, I just think it's a wonderful organization, and all the people there are so supportive and so caring. And I like the idea, I think I mentioned earlier about uh, that I didn't have to go there. A lot of places, and I I don't mean to down them, but you have to go there and be trained with the dog there. But Paws does an in-depth interview with you, a video interview of your apartment or your living situation and what you hope that the dog will be able to do for you. And I just think that they just really want to make sure that they, they ask you a lot of other questions just to get the feel of your personality so that they'll match you with the right personality with a dog too. And also that I like the idea that it's the endowment fund. And actually when I retired and I lost Cal, several of the teachers uh, and the students took up a, they had some different fundraisers and they made a large contribution to pause in memory of Cal um, and it goes into the endowment fund, which the endowment fund is what provides people with the, their second and third service dog. So I haven't had to pay for my second dog or my third dog. I haven't had to put any money, you know, oh, to pay for them.
0: Wonderful. And yeah. So it really is a wonderful it's thing. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And to get
1: a dog. I mean, they will help you to uh, locate or, or get in touch with different organizations that are very willing to help us finance a service dog for mm-hmm. you. So. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful opportunity. I just uh, really think that it's a, what a wonderful gift it was for me in my life, you know, and I, I can't say enough about pause with a cause. And they're always there for you if I have an issue. Because when I first got Cal, I could get myself out of bed. And then all I just, things got started getting more difficult. And so when I told the trainer, he said, well, let's work on it. And so if new things crop up in your life, it, start to give you more issues or trouble. You know, you talk to the trainer and they'll respond. They'll come and see if there's something that they can do.
0: Oh, that's excellent. That is just, yeah, I know. I know those things can, you know, it can be really depressing when you start to lose that. But I love that positive relationship that you have with paws and how they'll work with you. Yes, I love it. Absolutely. Well, Carolyn, I have to ask you, I know our time is almost up, but I have to ask you. So we know about Cal and we know about Winnie. What was your second dog's name?
1: And oh my second, my breeze. What a wonderful oh, name too. Breeze. I love
0: it. Oh, oh she, yeah.
1: I called her my gentle breeze. She came into my life because it was difficult because I had Cal and, I, and she was embedded in my heart, Cal was. And then Yeah. Breeze came in, she just came in and took my heart back. <laughs> yeah. She was, I called her the gentle breeze.
0: Oh, I love that. Oh wow. I felt that breeze. Oh, Carolyn, that was so beautiful. Yes, what an awesome name. I've never heard of one named Breeze before, but I, I love it.
1: Yeah. And I didn't name any of them. They all came with their names. My first one, Cal, but it was the whole name was Cala. That was my mother's nickname. And oh, when wow. they told me, uh, they, when they said the name, all I heard was Cal. And I thought, oh, it's a gift from my mother. She's yes. still looking out for me.
0: My yes. Mother,
1: my mother had passed away. And
0: wow. then when the Breeze
1: came, she was the gentle Breeze. And when Winnie came, my brother, who had passed away a few years ago, his dog was named Winnie. And I thought, oh, my brother's still looking out for me because he used to carry me when I was little into school. And I thought, um these things happen. There are three no angels.
0: No, there's not. You've had three angels sent to you. Yeah. There is no question of that, Carol Ann. Yes. Yes. Three angels watching over you.
1: Yeah. I feel very blessed and very loved. <laughs>
0: Yes. As you should. Yes. You are loved in abundance. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing that love with us today, Carol Ann. What a pleasure and a joy it's been to spend this time with you. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And Winnie.
0: Yes. And Winnie. Big hugs and kisses to Winnie. She's
1: right in back of me. Right in back of me.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, Carolyn, And give our love to pause with the cause as well. We love them sending them our love too.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: And thank you, our listeners, for being with us. We're so glad you could be with us today. Um, We love spending time with you, and we love hearing from you. So please, let's stay connected. Keep your questions, comments, or ideas for a show, anything you have that you want to share with me and Lovey, You can email us at Marcy M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. And you can also follow Working Like Dogs on Facebook and Instagram. You know we love seeing your photos of your working dogs and the incredible work they're doing with you every day. So keep that coming. We're so glad you could be with us. We look forward to being with you again soon. Take good care. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.